Who puts a garlic knot in a salad? I, I don't know, and it didn't say it in the ingredients, so I didn't. You, you, you know, you honestly, wait, wait, gluten gluten uh, intolerance aside, you know who I'm going to say puts garlic knots in a salad? Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> like set, setting aside Rich's specific uh, dietary restriction on it, uh, heroes put garlic knots in salads, especially buffalo chicken salads, which is you know you're already getting buffalo chicken in a salad. You know, just double down on it and get that delicious. <laughs> God. Mm. Like I would be all for it if it wouldn't have given me a bad start. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hello. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from South by Southwest, for some reason, all alone, it's Tim Hansen. <laughs> Where did everybody go? Yeah, man, I don't know if you heard the news, but uh, we're not really doing stuff like that right now. <laughs> well, that explains why the line for the food cart was so short. Yeah. And there was no food cart. Yeah, and no bands. And no bands. And no no, no attractions or stalls or anything. There's, yeah, there's a band. Take there's my a, t- there's a guy playing a joke, ticket. right? <laughs> there's a rubber band holding together all the flyers that say event canceled. There's a couple <laughs> homeless guys sleeping in the corner. I, yeah, I just thought yeah. it was an art installation. You got a single jug, yeah. <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing? Round Great, two, you know, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. A plus, getting loose, getting frisky. Hell yeah, no, yeah, no, not frisky, go. not frisky. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, we're on our second glass of rosé, so we're gonna get all we're gonna get all like loosey goosey, have some fun during this one, you know. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll play some spin the bottle, do some truth, truth spin or dare, bottle. you know, <laughs> have some real fun. <laughs> we we no. can't do we can't do truth or dare because we tried to do two truths on the lie and Matt just gave us three lies or three truths. I'm not really sure what it was. It's three lies. Mm-hmm. You know, Are you, you sh- know what? If you can't if you can't tell if it's three lies or tr- three truths, you know what I did? Play the game exactly right. <laughs> and all I did was pick three, uh, three great statements there. Uh, welcome to the Brose Podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. The premise of our show ding, ding. is very simple. It's uh, like five drinks, guys. Before Bros, uh, we answer questions from you, the audience, the gentle listener out there in, in podcast land, about life, the universe, and everything. And while we do that, we sip on a couple of delicious glasses of rosé. Uh, and if you'd like us to uh, answer your question on the air, uh, the way that so many of our, our listeners have, uh, like the uh like Bodega Brian, uh, like Amanda Hastings, like, like like many, many others have on this show, uh, you need to email those questions to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. I will start. Uh, I am drinking a uh, delectable Domaine Lubiac wine from the Wilmette Valley in Oregon. Uh, it is a 2019 rosé. Um, there's no real tasting notes on this, um, but I can tell you it's very good. It's just like a, a little, little sweet and a little, little dry. Like there's 
it's 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 just like hints of flavor like i i like that i don't need the rosé to like beat me over the head with with its dryness or its tartness or its sweetness or what have you um i i like the the, the subtle hints that this is giving me so I, this is a pretty solid one i think i said it was like a b minus to a b i'm moving up to a b plus with the potential for an a minus oh snap <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 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 buckle in. Hope you don't rest on your laurels, uh, Oregon wine that I'm drinking. Because uh, uh, don't 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 just think this is. I'm just gonna let you have that A minus. Um, Tim, what are you drinking, or <laughs> what were you drinking, and what are you drinking now? All right. So last episode, I was drinking a. Already forgot what it was called. Uh, some <laughs> sort of wine from. You're not gonna some... dignify it with a name. Nope. Um, friend of my mother-in-law's or husband of I, I've already forgotten somebody named Obi who does wine as a hobby and it tasted terrible <laughs> so then I pulled out the other bottle and thinking maybe like maybe that bottle was just bad and this one has a completely different name then Martha opens it and she's like this smells exactly the same and I'm like but 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 it's got a different name <laughs> And uh, it tasted pretty much exactly the same with, like, maybe a, a hint more sugar, which did not help. <laughs> uh, so now I am drinking uh, Workhorse Brewing Company's Hells. Uh, Workhorse is right over here in King of Prussia. And it is... It's fine. Uh, that's that's kind of been my take on all of Workhorse's beers, is none of them are bad, but none of them, like blow the socks off me in any of the styles that they do it's like they 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 looked up what does this beer look like or taste like and they're like we're gonna do that according to the wikipedia description and that's what all of their stuff tastes like it's like yep that's a lager yep that's an ipa mm-hmm. nothing special about it it exists it's right down the middle exactly uh, did you guys play roller coaster tycoon when you were younger no yeah no. yes so do you, do you remember um when if you had a roller coaster where like you just screwed up the numbers or something like that. And like people would like fly off the roller coaster and die. And you'd be like, Oh my God, 12 people died on your roller coaster. But then if you just change the name of it, people would just be like, oh, okay, cool. Let's get right back on. Uh, that's the vibe I'm getting from, from Tim's, uh, this just character, Obi, who made these two wines where he made the one. It wasn't that good. So he just changed the name of it and <laughs> see if anybody noticed. I, I, I don't, I don't remember that feature in roller coaster tycoon. I would just charge 25 cents for the bathrooms. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> there's an old like fake review of a roller coaster tycoon uh, amusement park where somebody it was like a fake review and like so like the in this in this particular nightmare park they made all of the hamburgers and and soda free but then charged people two hundred dollars to use the bathroom. <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, Rich, what, Rich, what are what are you drinking? I I am drinking uh, Silence, uh, uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, wine from the Luberon mountains or area in um uh i don't know where uh <laughs> it's hey. it's it's not good i don't like it um when matt said uh we discuss uh delicious uh rosés i uh, he's a big fat liar because this one is not delicious well, rich rich was furiously shaking his head uh, <laughs> as, as i as i read off my my normal stick about how we drink such great wines and they're all delicious and we have a great time on this show talking about it we do have a great time they're not all delicious yeah not not about yeah not always because the wines are a plus level wines uh speaking of which sean what are you drinking tonight i am drinking by dot ot a wine from Cote de Provence 2019, and it is so good, guys. 
A plus on this wine, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this is like the first wine where it was it was a little bit more expensive than what I usually buy, but like five or six dollars, but like a hundred percent worth it. Like I'm like, okay, this is a twenty dollar bottle of wine. This is a wine <laughs> you get for like a little to be a little bit fancy. This is the wine that Jeff Bezos drinks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's that he bathes in. Uh all right. So Rich, you have our next round of questions, correct? Yes, I do. All right. And of course, you can email them to brosequestions at gmail.com if you want us to answer them on the air. Uh, what's our first one, Rich? Our first question is, uh, what is the most violent video game? Snowboard Kids 2. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. It's so good. It's such a good game. It was game. Atlas before they were making, uh, or I guess at the same time. That was the weird thing. Is like Atlas, at that time they were making that game, they were also making like all these like super dark, like demonic role-playing games <laughs> yeah they were, like, they were making yeah, the shin megami tensei games and, sh- and yeah. snowboard kids too but that snowboard kids 2 was an absolute great game uh but what uh what is the most violent video game uh dooms just any of the dooms, the dooms? that's yeah. i think the old god of war games are pretty violent mm-hmm. in like a very gory kind of way there was what was there was one call of duty game do you that was like one of the missions was you had you were undercover as a terrorist and had to murder a bunch of innocent people Modern oh, the airplane mission two, i think it yeah was. yeah and they and you could opt out of it you could be like i don't want to do this yeah but that's, well, i think that, that around the time there was an actual airport shooting oh and so they were like uh well it's primary to the story but if people don't feel comfortable playing it we're not going to force them to mm-hmm. so you could like i think right at the beginning of the game they're like you can opt out of uh, like not good scenes yeah 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 but that's 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 not maybe the most violent but that's very hard to do like that's hard yeah. to stomach but it's not hard to top yeah it's not very it's not the most violent i think i'm no. going to stick with god of war as like the most violent mm-hmm. game that i've ever played because i never played the doom games how about you, Tim? Uh, I was trying to think of games that I knew had been banned for violence, and I'm pretty sure when Manhunt had oh, originally come out, yeah, it would like it came out with an, a mature rating, and then there was just so much backlash on it that they like pulled it from all the shelves and then re-released it with like a bunch of stuff taken out. But more or less, the premise was just like, world's gone to shit. You just gotta fucking kill people, like brutally horribly there is no reason just you're you're in this game now because we fucking said it go kill people uh, so that immediately came to mind but as far as like blood gore uh yeah the, the god of war games were pretty were pretty bloody and hack and slashy whereas a lot of hack and slash games like you don't get that like blood or it's like it's a mo- it's a monster so simulated violence Mm-hmm. against the thing that clearly doesn't exist there was mm-hmm. there's a scene in i think it's god of war 3 where you bash hermes's head in mm-hmm. and at one point like the camera like you're just bashing him into the camera like his face and you see his yeah. face like slowly get more and more disfigured as you're bashing Oof. it in it's pretty brutal so uh, <laughs> that's why it's that's why that's my pick <laughs> good pick i mean anytime you fight a uh a medusa 
or I don't know the actual name of him, but anytime you fight a Medusa, a Gorgon, a yeah. Gorgon uh, the killing blow tends to be ripping their head off. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like, the God of War games, very violent games. I would think that Doom's... But, I mean, it is like the devils and demons, mm. but... Doom is still, insane with is, the gore. And yeah. It is nuts with the gore. There's, I think... I don't know if there there can be like a value judgment on most violent because at a certain point, like it when it gets to those levels, it's so ridiculous and over the top. It's not even like it's it's not it's like shocking. you've reset and it's like this isn't even real. It's so. like yeah, it's like goofy, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And I if think that's back, what Doom goes for. Yeah, that's when you look back at like the first couple Mortal Kombat games where it's just like. Oh, yeah, these were the ones where, like, oh, my God, these fatalities. He rips out a guy's spine and things like that. But, like, it's very clearly going for that B-movie level of, of yeah. over-the-top yeah. gore, you know. Uh, the I can only speak from what I've played. Uh, and the <laughs> I will say this is only the most violent game I've played because it's relative to my, my, my memory of the game. Uh, the most violent game that I've played is Samurai Showdown 5. Uh, so Samurai Showdown 5 so, – when I grew up, I, I got a Sega Genesis. The first video game system I had was a Sega Genesis. I got it from my Uncle George. And one of the games he gave me was one of his old Samurai Showdown games. It was one of the first fighting games I played. And it was very like a sanitized version of the game. Like they didn't have the blood. You know, you could technically chop people in half when you won, but they would just like disappear off screen. It wasn't really clear that they had been cut in half or whatever. They just mm-hmm. vanished. Um, so years later, uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I, I, I'm curious to play these games. It was a free game, uh, available through prime. I was like, you know what? I haven't played Samurai Showdown in a long time. I want to play this. And so I played Samurai Showdown five and I guess this came out, I'm going to say like 15, 16 years ago, something like that, maybe a little bit longer. And they had worked in these like mortal Kombat style fatalities to this game that I played as like a seven year old where I'm just like, Oh, it's fun. You know, I'm a samurai. Uh, (laughs) And now it's like, there's a character in the game that is, I, I guess can levitate people and his fatalities. He levitates somebody over his head, crushes them and then bathes in their blood. (laughs) And, to be fair, you do not see you, you see him like levitate them off screen. He clenches his fist, and then you see you're like ah, and then he's like ha blood. Uh, there's like another character who's who doesn't have a sword. His weapon is an exposed bone that he attacks people with, and his fatality is he eats them. Uh, like, it's just like the, relative to my 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 history with the game. I was just like, oh my god, like this is this is insane. I've never you know and. You know, it's not. Is it as bad as you know some of the newer Mortal Kombat games, the Manhunt games, whatever? Probably not. But relative to what my expectations were going in, it was horrifying. And I found out about it this year, like at age thirty-one. I was like, Jesus Christ! There's there's some games that do some crazy things, like the new Mortal Kombat's. Like you get those good blows, and like it shows that X-ray screen. Yep. Of like the broken bones as you're mm-hmm. punching them. Or, that is kind of uh, cool. The Sniper yeah. Elite games do the same thing, where like. You, you you fire your rifle and uh, yeah you can do a crotch shot and you can watch their testicles explode. There's there's something similar to that in the in this particular Samurai Showdown game. There's one guy who's a ninja and his finishing move is like he you, he breaks like your elbow, then your knee, then your ribs, and then he like you know slams you on the ground and it shows like the X ray of him like cracking your skull. Like it's 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 really wild for uh, for like an anime like cartoon looking yeah. fighting game, but uh, but yeah, those those X ray ones are 
are brutal. Uh, yeah. Any other entries for most violent video game? Mm, none that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think the the I would like to think that like the allure of that has gone away, like because boundaries have been pushed so far with games. Like the allure of like this is the bloodiest, most gory game of all time. That 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 appeal is sort of gone at this point. I would like to think. Yeah, I think it's like kind of like the edge humor type thing. Like that stuff's kind of gone, and that's why like more of the gore is kind of gone. Like there are some like Doom Eternal came out last year, and it still quite gory. I don't really like games like that. I don't like Doom. I don't find Arena Shooters fun, so I'm not really going to play that. Or like even um, the Grand Theft Auto games and stuff. So I'm just, I wouldn't, I don't like, I don't play those to know if they're that gory or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, for the record, the most difficult, uh, the highest difficulty level in at least the old Doom games, I haven't played the new ones, was called Ultra Violence. So... <laughs> <laughs> It was designed to be pretty fucking violent. Yeah. Well, they 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 had a mechanic in uh not Eternal, which just came out, but the one before it, where the more brutal and and gory your kill was, the more health you got back. Mm. That makes sense. Well, I mean that's the way it works in real life too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I savagely beat someone in the streets and then tear out their femur, uh, I usually feel better. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I was like, I, I, when I have to go to the doctor, save a couple of bucks on my deductible, and just you know, go and you know, murder someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, no one clip that off, Rich. What is the next <laughs> question? The next question. Second? Next question, Sean. What have <laughs> yes. you observed after routinely watching Moana for the last few weeks? Okay, I have a couple observations. <laughs> so one I of the- Moana. Uh, so that is such of, a good movie. The song it is a great movie. There are specifically two jokes that are out of place in the movie, and it's one when Maui is uh, he's he's he takes the chicken and writes, and he says, "When you write with a bird, that's called tweeting." It's just a really weird, out of place joke that just doesn't awful. really land, and then. And then at another point, right, it's it's pretty close after that. He's going onto the boat after trapping Moana in a cave, grabs the chicken, and looks directly into the screen and says, Boat snack! And let me tell you, the implications of that are wild, because it means that he sees me as an audience member, but it's never brought up again. Like, there is no other fourth wall break in the entire movie. Like, what the fuck, what the fuck, Maui? And there's no depth to it either. No, it does. So it's just it's, like a fourth wall break that doesn't do anything and exactly. is not even really it's, funny. Those those two those two jokes specifically completely fall flat. This movie is great. I love this movie. I've seen it too many times. And <laughs> like those two, I I will say that Jermaine Clement as Tamatoa, the giant uh, crab, is fucking love it. the best character in the whole movie, and he does a great David Bowie impression for his hot song. Take, hot take. I don't like that song. I find that's, it the most boring wow, out of the rest. That is, that's that's a very hot that's take. A, it's an Please. incredibly hot take. Well, since... I know we can mute Rich for the rest of this conversation. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, the, the, no. The, the, the line... The line... Uh, I think it's like you can't... 
like you can't run from me and then she runs away and it's like ah it's you like, keep oh, shit, surprising you me yeah. <laughs> it's, it makes me laugh every time it's That's... very evident that they just said yo can you just do bowies from space from flight of the concord exactly. but it, but now you're this crap you're this crap yeah so yeah so that's he is the best part of the movie uh he makes me laugh you know 20 times into seeing it at this point Mm -hmm. and then uh there's one point at the very end when she she like she's at the very end of the movie she's i think she's gone through the little pass past tikha and gets flipped over and when she gets flipped over you can see in the background the little chicken hey hey floating around and it just looks like nobody took the time to animate it well <laughs> just for some reason that little the little chicken floating just stands out as like they were just like eh, just put it in there <laughs> so we know it's not dead <laughs> and hey hey is the best animal companion in any of the disney movies it's also it's super weird so i it's super weird that they so there's this uh this pig named pua at the beginning, who just kind of goes away, and I think I read somewhere because when you're when you watch Moana as much as I have, you start reading all of the things. Like you're like, who did Troy Palomalu play? And I was gonna I was gonna make you answer that question of which so NFL Tro- Hall Troy, of Famer was in this movie. So, so Troy Palomalu is if if you watch the movie in the in the scene when there's a bro- there's a broken roof, he's that ca- he's that character. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's Samoan, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I believe so. Or he's yeah. may- Polynesian, or he's some, he is some I think, sort I think of Pacific po- I think Islander. Polynesian. Now I'm thinking about it, but anyway. But there is, uh, but there's that pig at the beginning who just kind of leaves, and apparently, initially, they were he that pig was supposed to go with her, but they were like the pig represents her being her like feeling of home. And like it's part of her family, so she has to leave everything behind except for Hey Hey, who is not really helpful to her in any meaningful way, except in eating a stone. And also being uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk. Yes, exactly. Alan Tudyk, one of <laughs> what I can think. Alan Tudyk do? <laughs> Alan Tudyk has, is two characters. He's also the character of the person who wants to eat Hey Hey at the beginning, and also one of two characters who is not of Pacific Islander descent. It's him and well no three it's him lin-manuel miranda his his disembodied voice and uh the singing voice of the chief are the only three people in the whole movie so the rock has uh this polynesian descent yeah he has oh yeah he has he has uh his tattoos are like legit okay good he has like legit tribal tattoos from wherever his family is from He's, he's samoan right i think so yeah yeah, his like grandfather was like a chief or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I remember. Some wild, you yeah. could tell me any ethnic background for the Rock, and I would buy it. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, dude, he so was born big, in it's... Australia in Melbourne. I'd be like, yeah, sure. I think <laughs> I've actually read that like his his grandfather was a chief, and then his father was a wrestler who was like the chief. His wrestling name was the Chief, and he like his character was based off of his grandfather. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Any other observations from your your time watching Moana sixty five times, John? No, it is it is wild though. Still, like watching it, that there will be things that I'm just like I did not see that happening. Like after after twenty five times, I, you would think that I would have caught it all, but I have not yet. Mm-hmm. How, but it's, how many is... times have have you actually seen 
the Baymax uh, guy when his scene comes up? I probably never, honestly. I, um, anytime I, it gets to that part where it's like all the little things, I can't remember their names, uh, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get Moana's Oh, the boat. little evil coconut dudes? Oh, the, yeah. Um, oh my god, I don't remember their names right now. But that's okay, it doesn't matter. But like every time that comes up, I'm, I'm like a hawk trying to just actually see the Baymax not having to look up an image mm-hmm. of I can never find it. It's Kakamura, by the way. Kakamura, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, so I didn't even know that. Now mm-hmm. I'll look for it next time, and that that'll make it a little bit more fun. Today, Alice, Alice was Alice is like kind of changing her nap schedule right now. But she sat on my lap and like sucked her thumb and watched that movie for the entire first three quarters of it. So hmm. it was amazing, yeah. super snuggy moment. No. Oh. Well, we watch Moana is becoming her. Uh, my, my my Moana as a kid was the Music Man. Uh, yeah. I was just like I would I would immediately just it was the instant like get Ka- get get Casnell because my mom called me Casnell. Uh, <laughs> get, get me get 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 Matt to shut up for like an hour and a half would just be to put on the the Music Man and mm-hmm. uh, that would that would get me to go. So Moana is is now yeah it's, it's just Browns. yeah you just I, you put it on and she just stands there and watches it doesn't matter what she's doing she she hears those. Like the whispers at the beginning, and she's just like, "I'm into it. This is it." <laughs> I I don't remember what mine was, but my sister's was uh, the movie "We're Back." Mm, oh, they, the dinosaurs! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and specifically the parade scene, she would watch it and then rewind, and then watch it and then rewind. Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I could watch like something a scene that short that many times i don't know you're like a little little kid maybe it's just like that's again 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 one more time one more time it's probably something you never noticed when you were younger like the original season of rugrats had like 10 episodes and that lasted three years because nickelodeon was like well yeah kids are are essentially like not smart and just they'll repetition because they're not going to remember so like there are some kids that'll be that'll just love to watch the same scene over and over. Yeah, See, I always Blue's felt that it was like five days a week, the same episode. Yeah, I was. And... I always just thought I was missing episodes. I was like, but what happens with the rest of the story? Like, what else? <laughs> no, what am I missing? No, it's plot it was, oriented from day one. Like, I think Rugrats has like four seasons and total of like fifty episodes, but like you watched it every day, and eventually you would start rewatching it from the beginning, and you just wouldn't really realize it mm. yeah what, uh rich what's our next question next question is uh, a question submitted by emily cooper All it right. is uh in regards to dog etiquette can you just bring your dog to someone's home without asking permission first no nope. no. No. no obviously not moving no. on next question <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just... what is the impetus for this do people well, think that they can do this if you have if you have a service dog then yes yeah. If you have a service dog, then everyone knows that you have a service yeah, dog. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it should come yeah. up if you if you know somebody that well, you would know that they need this this animal yeah. beforehand and, and figured it out. Like I have I have uh uh a uh, uh, a friend who who has a dog who was kind of her service dog, but not a registered service dog. Like she dealt with PTSD and other issues and she would want to bring their dog with her over here. And I'm like, look, yes, but the dog has to stay outside and so you probably have to stay outside too mm-hmm. like uh, and nothing against your dog but like it's gonna be a lot of people here the dog doesn't know it's gonna be a house that doesn't know 
it's probably going to be better for the dog to stay outside. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's it, you should never just assume you can bring your dog somewhere. Never. No. Yeah, this is a this is a hard no on all fronts. And, and even again, even to the point where, OK, you have a service animal or something like that, like that is still a discussion. Like that's mm-hmm. still something like that's still something that you work out the terms of that or the boundaries of that uh, beforehand. Or you work out, OK, here's the timing. Here's, you know, if you have pets, here's what we're going to do to get our animals acquainted. Yeah, you absolutely under no circumstances do you bring another animal to someone else's house that's wild Uh, yeah i i would i need to know if this is based on a real life event that that (laughs) emily Emily cooper has had where like that somebody has brought an animal to her house without without asking like that's 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 wild that's a wild thing to do yeah (laughs) yeah no way like uh, no like I, i have two cats and like i love like I like animals. Like I, I love dogs. I love cats. Uh, we have two cats, and I've had, I've had friends who who ask to bring dogs over, and I like we, we can't really make it work with, with two cats. Like they don't. They're, they're they're first of all, our cats are not the brightest animals on the planet, <laughs> so uh, like, it's not really a way that we can we can make it work and get them used to each other. But at least we had the conversation with those people, like when they when they asked to bring their dog over. So mm-hmm. but, and Matt, like, can't you just lock up the cats and then they can bring their dog over? Like, what's wrong here, with that? Tim. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like. I don't understand why that's a problem. But like, and and the, why can't the, you lock up your animal for my animal? <laughs> the problem goes further with you, Matt. Is you guys don't have a fenced in yard. No, you don't, don't have, have a backyard a townhome community. Yeah. Like there's no place for the dog to just be or like, you know, we have like we have neighbors who have dogs. But guess what? They live here and they pay yeah. the homeowner association <laughs> fees and everything like they've made it work because they live here. Uh, and that's their prerogative because they're the homeowner. Like, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, they, they, I, I can't even wrap my head around the concept of just like showing up with like a, a great Dane. No, that <laughs> seems like you are a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's ready for the Super Bowl? <laughs> like, come on uh yeah that's that's all the that's everything i can give that question like it's just a ludicrous proposition yeah um, it's totes it's bonkers if somebody thinks they can just be like oh my dog's coming with me no it's no you have to obviously, ask obviously i meant to bring rover like, you um, you have to ask and you can't be upset if the person says no yes it's, yeah because it's an imposition like this is a you were if you wanted a dog you'd have a dog so if you're the home, so if you're someone else who brings their dog over, you can assume if you can assume that if somebody does not already have a dog, that they did not design their home or their living space or their party for a dog because they don't yeah. have one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, yeah. they base your plans around that expectation. I will say there is one besides it being a service dog. There is one other situation where it's OK to bring your dog to someone's house without asking permission first. Bomb sn- sniffing dog. No, um, it's drug sniffing dog. No, yeah, it's when that person is. It's when that person is holding a dog birthday for their dog. Yeah, but that, <laughs> if they're holding a dog birthday, still, then clearly yeah, they're expecting not. you to bring your dog. That. Yeah, mm. I, look, I'm just saying that's kind yeah, of just one situation. Where you're you just asking the question. Just asking. Just asking the questions. Uh, Rich, what do we got next? The question made me mad. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one uh, might make you more mad. Who knows? Uh, should we remove all borders and let people go wherever they would like to? This is a very uh, 
three in the morning, I've had my first uh, marijuana ever <laughs> kind of, of idea. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's three in the morning hanging out with Bennett. Borders are just uh, lines in the sand, man. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I will open up. I, I don't have a fully nuanced opinion of it, but no, I, I don't believe that we should just like erase borderlines for for countries. Like I, I no, I I'm gonna I'm gonna start with no and then build out my full explanation <laughs> for why it's no uh, from there. But what do you guys think? Uh, Agreed. Uh, <laughs> like it's a very. It sounds like a very open. Like it's. The pejorative term for anybody, like for the the progressive opinion on immigration, is like, well, you know, Nancy Pelosi and the radical left just want open borders. It is that's not actually what the, the Democratic Party in the United States wants for an immigration party uh, policy. Uh, is not just like a come on down, like let everybody in through the border. They just don't. Well, they just want it to be a, a situation where people can come and work and people can come and live, and you're not like penalized for committing nonviolent crime. Uh, when you're when you're here but but going to the borders question i mean i think in order to have a structured society you have borders in some way like i think that that's just sort of the way we establish mm-hmm. like you know not just society territories cultures like there's there's a reason the lines are there and it's not just you know oh well there's a river here so we decided to run and that's a lot of the, the state borders in the united states but but i i think just for the sake of keeping the peace you kind of just need borders because otherwise then like like think about if there were no borders in the middle east like the middle east is already <laughs> brutal right now and if you just decided like hey we're we're getting rid of the chessboard and it's just a blob and you guys just say like seven countries already claim claim the rights to jerusalem now and we have borders <laughs> so so maybe maybe we can just say that like it, like it's not going to be any better if you just make them all go away yeah. yeah so I, go ahead Tim. go for it john <laughs> I, I was just gonna say like i agree borders uh ha- having just absolutely no borders is uh it, it's anarchy not anarchy to the sense that we're gonna destroy ourselves and everything's gonna blow up that's that's just hyperbolizing and unnecessary and completely untrue but for any system to work like you do need some sort of like regulation of sorts but do i think there should be an easier path to citizenship absolutely the questions that they ask on citizenship tests i guarantee i can ask all of these questions to literally every person in the plant i work at and fucking none of them will know the answers Mm -hmm. like it's bullshit as a citizen you don't need to know any of that shit so why are we making these people like fucking learn arbitrary random literal bullshit like no no one knows who's the not no one because paul mcandrew would no one knows who's the 15th in line for succession if for the presidency if everyone else dies no one knows uh, the the illinois house majority whip clearly (laughs) so like but that like asinine stuff like that is what's on the citizenship test and it's like no and honestly do i think there should be a test also no like what what, it's just like (laughs) Do you know what a red light means? It's like no, that's what licensing tests are for. Like, f- fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, hey, we're gonna set you up with this, 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 this. This is what taxes are. Like, 
classes mm-hmm. maybe and like maybe whatever the financial stuff i don't know anything about that but i know there's some sort of like what are your finances and what are you bringing to the country blah blah all right some of that i understand some of that i don't but like the test the arbitrary test is stupid and honestly we we probably let in worse people than what we keep out which is the the stuff that I think is hilarious is like everyone's like illegal immigrants is like most of the illegal immigrants in this country are white so go mm. fuck yourselves because clearly you don't care unless they're darker than you those darn Scandinavians <laughs> just pouring across our borders um, but yeah yeah the, the the immigration thing I think for sure like the, the, every every piece of statistical information that we have going back decades in this country is that. The, the the group of people that is least likely to commit violent crime in this country are, are immigrants like uh, yeah. people coming from other countries so like, they, like so for sure on that front i think just the idea that like oh well you know countries are just lines in the sand uh you know we can just you know it, it, we're all just one people like that's a very like pie in the sky to an a degree like yeah we're all humans but like there's there's a reason they're there there's a reason we have like different cultural differences and that that's what makes the world great is that we have these like very disparate cultures and these very disparate uh ways of going through life uh and you know borders a protect uh, borders pr- protect that ec- protect economies borders protect uh yeah you know, your borders prevent war or sometimes start i mean they sometimes they start war but like <laughs> like like but, like if you just arbitrarily declare one but like if you said tomorrow like hey uh you know, we have these generally defined territories and like all the countries that currently exist, all the the nation states exist, but your borders are very amorphous. You just have to work it out with your neighbors. Uh, no, that's that's chaos. That's yeah. the end of that's the end of humanity at that point. Like we talked about, like doing like a, a debt jubilee. And while I, you know, there, there's a discussion to be had about a national debt jubilee, uh, doing a world debt jubilee would result in World War Three. Uh, and I think the same thing would be if you just woke up tomorrow and said, Hey, we're going to erase all national borders and you know, we're, we should have a borderless society. No, we'll, we'll go. We're going down with the ship at that point. Yeah. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I like, I'm not trying to like dismiss the question. I, I really don't know. I, I don't, I don't know enough to, to be able to make, to have a response for or against this, this question. It's like, like I, I basically am like in a way agreeing with all of you guys, but also like, just like, I, they, yeah, I, I don't it's know. Fine. Like, listen, yeah. it's fine. If, if you just, it's fair. If you just haven't considered the possibility that maybe we should not have, you know, national, like, nationally accepted, internationally accepted borders. Like it's fine. If that's not something you've considered. Cause yeah, I'll be honest, I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time just waking up in the morning going like, yo, what if like Mexico and Texas were the same? Like, I, you know, it like, doesn't come like, across my mind that much. Like, I, I liked a lot of what like Tim was saying it was basically like borders. Yes, but citizenship should be easier. And mm-hmm. like being able to like emigrate over and immigrate over shouldn't be as ridiculous as it is. There should still be a process, but it shouldn't be as insane and ridiculous as it is 
Yeah, and I think that's that's absolutely the, the better conversation to have is just like, okay, if you have a border, how do you manage it? Yeah. And if your your management of the border is putting up a big, beautiful wall of slats, the best slats anybody's <laughs> ever seen, uh, then maybe you have a regressive immigration policy and maybe your economy is going to struggle as a result. Hey, look at that. Uh, but, imagine uh, that. <laughs> or, because... or, or wall builders are going to defraud their GoFundMe accounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's a different discussion. I, I think the the... I still maintain that that's a discussion that you have and, and when you're 20 years old, you're just having your first like international relations classes and you're like, yo, man, I'm a like, citizen of the world. Yeah, <laughs> We're from planet Earth. And I was like, that was remember one of my favorite bands is Enter Shikari and uh, they have a song called Meltdown on one of their albums. And I remember it came out when I was like 22 or so. And um uh, and uh, and they have a song where they say countries are just lines drawn in the sand with a stick. And at the time, I'm like, "Whoa, dude!" And I'm saying, like, you, "You idiots! Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> so I think I think that borders are nonsense. However, they exist, and so you can't just at this point be like, "Fuck them." Now, why do you think they're nonsense? Well, because I think it's just arbitrary. Like all of the a, a lot of the conflict that ha- is happening in the Middle East is because. Great Britain decided that these places were going to be these places. So if that hadn't happened, you would have had a bunch of tribes living. I mean, in theory, if Great Britain hadn't stepped in and divvied it up the way it was and not taken into account how these different peoples had been grouping beforehand, you wouldn't have the dis- the kind of disarray that we have now. Because it was basically just without context, they were just like, all right, and this place goes to these people, and this place goes to these people. And so that's why you have a lot of the unrest that you're seeing. Sure, but I think the counter to that is, okay, if you just flush them all, flush all the borders down the toilet. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't think that we can do that. I think that we're right. too far gone. I don't know if there is a solution at this point for specifically the Middle East, but like I think yeah. ultimately people are going to decide their own borders at that point. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to renegotiate. It's it's sort of like yeah. – all this, I think, ironically, it's kind of like Brexit. Like you're just renegotiating everything. At yeah, I think, I think we are too far gone, and I do think that borders help to kind of differentiate culture in a, in a way. But I, I think that the – I think that having less of an emphasis on keeping – culture clean for lack of a better term is is what we need to work towards no, like tim was saying having an easier path to have people come here and be like you know integrate into society america is supposed to be a a a, a breeding ground for ideas and the best way to breed these ideas is to have people come from all all over the place yeah, I think that there's two different discussions to be had. I think that there's one discussion, which is that the United States view on immigrants is um, uh, garbage. Go- yeah, is it, <laughs> uh, you know, challenging uh, generously, uh, to put it that way, whether you're talking about, you know, taking in refugees or taking in uh, you know immigrants from Mexico or uh, all those damn Canadian immigrants. Uh, you know, we got to secure, secure that northern border. I think there's a discussion to be had about that and our, our nation's uh, – our, our country's opinion on immigrants and then another one which is the actual like you know international affairs looking at borders and looking mm-hmm. at like the, the division between like a set of resources for you and a set of resources for me 
uh, I, I think those are two different discussions. And I firmly am in, in the camp of more quote unquote open borders, meaning like, hey, open exchange of ideas, open trading, um, open, you know, it, it, you know, allowing more immigrants in because more immigrants and more diverse, diversification of ideas and more diversification of our workforce is good for the country. Um, and there's a difference between that and just being like, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of playing this one on the no rules setting and just letting everybody do what they want. But, uh, but, but, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on borders? Not the bookstore. No, <laughs> no it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're still around. Uh, I think they went away. They were like a yeah, Barnes I'm and Noble. Pretty sure they went bankrupt. Like I think actually that's what this question ago. was about. Was just the <laughs> Borders really, bookstore. We totally read we took into it this it wrong. The wrong way. Aren't they going to be disappointed? Borders was a this. great story. Sean, can you text Marion and verify that? I'll, I'll verify, yeah, I'll, I'll be right with you. I, didn't, I wrote in to hear about books, not Crisis Management 101. <laughs> uh, Rich, what's our next uh, question? So, uh, speaking about, uh, I'm, a, I'm a citizen of, of planet Earth, man. Uh, we live in how, a society. How would humanity change if we found aliens? I, I think borders find a new less. common enemy to say they suck. Wait, what did you say, Sean? I think Sorry. borders would matter less. <laughs> Significantly less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll unite us as a people so that we can shit on somebody we all agree is different. We're trying to give, yeah. like, Zorback the, the, the citizenship test, and he's just like, oh, yeah, pew, there goes Yellowstone National Park. So the can White I House be a citizen next. now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think humanity would change because we've already found aliens. That's what the lizard people in New York City are. Uh, here we um, go. They're, they're all over. They're all over the place. They're all around us. Aliens are real. Great. Aliens have been here forever. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. You hear it more and more. Yeah, <laughs> the, the lizard people are everywhere. <laughs> I heard that they infiltrated Congress and they actually have a gigantic pedophile ring mm-hmm. uh, that they run in the basement of the House of Representatives. It would it would uh, they run they run the House of Representatives, but it's both chambers of Congress. And you have to admit, it would explain Ted Cruz. <laughs> I think it would more explain um, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. I mean. He, he's got a turtle face, so he's almost lizard as it is. I for one welcome our new lizard. <laughs> I for one. <laughs> uh, how would aliens change uh, society, Tim? Uh, depends on if we decide that they're yet another enemy to add to our list of things we hate because we don't understand them because we're ignorant. Um, well, hold on. We have to go through a rigorous check for this. Um, are they something we don't know? Yes. All right. Yeah, we're they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're probably gonna try and kill them because we're, we're all cynics and we hate things we don't understand because things that are different are clearly wrong and we're all juvenile assholes as a globe <laughs> yeah i don't think it's gonna go well i think it's gonna start no. a war because what uh what the fuck else are we gonna do yeah, I've I've watched uh, one too many uh, giant giant lizard movies to know that uh, aliens are always out to get us and control our giant lizard kaiju. Always, um, always. <laughs> always, always out to control our. Kaiju. You're a kaiju, the, the kaiju that the U.S. military has been developing for the last sixty years. <laughs> the uh, aliens. Just gonna... <laughs> I'm just bringing in all the conspiracy theories on this one, guys. Jesus Christ, we noticed. <laughs> 
I've I have no idea. Like this is one of those things where, like, we've been. I, I'm sh- I I I do believe that the U.S. military has like some protocol buried. There's like some dude who was in charge of writing the protocol for when we have a UFO, and we've determined that there's life on the UFO, and we need to communicate with it. That I I guarantee you that it's somewhere in. The paperwork. It's like policy 4000.4 sub article eight, you know, something like that. But, but I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea what that says. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's my conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. They've got a policy for aliens, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, well, I couldn't even begin to tell you. That's, that's like, that's the same thing with like the CDC has a contingency for if a zombie outbreak ever does happen. Like, oh, it happened already. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bad it's just salts. like it's just something that they have to have uh, well not have to have but like it's just it's a generic thing like oh they would handle it like any other virus basically but like and it's same with aliens like they would potentially handle it like any other invader hopefully it would be a peaceful invasion and not a, a, a violent one so what you're saying is patriot missiles probably <laughs> Patriotism. We got to bring the patriotism to the aliens <laughs> with patriot missiles. We got to win them, win their they're, hearts and minds over. They're, they're missiles that when they hit the uh, spacecraft, it turns into red, white, and blue, and then they start drinking Coors Light. And, su- and suddenly, they're voting in Democratic presidential elections. <laughs> no, it's their their votes are fraudulent. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, stop the steal, uh, Sean. How would uh, the discovery of aliens change society? Uh, I agree with what everyone has said. It would just, <laughs> it would just cause a war. Uh, it would. I don't think we're ready for that. Honestly, I think we are. This would be the worst time for it to be like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like after the year yeah. we've had, just like great. You know, the 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 floor bonds from Zordak fourteen are here, and uh, and there's like no, we can't. Like we're just not. No, we're not in any position to be handling this right now. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like yeah. my my only hopes is it would be and this is like still kinda low, uh similar to like District Nine. Like if you've never seen District Nine, it's a really good movie. Uh, I might be considered found footage, I can't fully remember. But it's basically alien an alien ship basically gets stuck on Earth because they don't have the fuel to leave our atmosphere. And so, like, around the ship, the aliens just be- basically make a slums and just survive there. And eventually, at the end of the movie, they're able to leave. But, like, it's a really good movie. And, like, I'm not hoping the aliens live in a slums, but, like, hopefully the aliens, like, they come and we can cohabitate with each other. I give you a lot of credit for, for jumping immediately to worrying about the socioeconomic status of the <laughs> aliens. <laughs> like, you know what? We got to make sure that they can, they can acquire work. Uh, we got to make sure they can be a contributing member to society. We, we can't leave these aliens behind in this I'm, economy. Well, I mean, I mean, they create a slums because we say you stay the fuck over there, stay the yeah. fuck away from us. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a man of the people. That's all I'm saying. Hell yeah, populist, rich, sweet, and in favor of. <laughs> they're more, not even more people. Aliens. They're aliens. They're not yeah. people. These radical leftists want to bring more aliens into the. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on the alien crisis? <laughs> the alien crisis. <laughs> yeah, the the alien crisis. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, no, we got we got three more. By the way, guys. 
Let's right, go. What we, uh, oh, jeez, we have three more? Okay, yeah. let's, uh, uh, let's wrap this up. What do we got next? These next two are going to be pretty quick. Okay. Uh, when was the last time you used math? I, just now, when I was telling you guys we had three more. There you <laughs> go. Uh, mm-hmm. But every other week or so when I play D&D. Hmm. It's a little unfair because I play games on Lumosity and there are a bunch of math games on there. Uh, so I, I, I've done math for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do math at work because I'm because I'm a banker. I'm a credit yeah. analyst, so I have to do math to calculate like advance rates and weird shit like that. So yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, am I doing? Uh, am I calculating? You know, what the sine and cosine wave of a particular like uh, you know graphic equation is? No, uh, but I am using math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tim? Uh, so I'll say today, uh, calculating how long I had to clean the apartment before my brother came over. Uh, and also because I didn't go to sleep until four thirty in the morning, it's like, all right, how late can I sleep and still oh, be able to get done good what I need to get done? Uh, and I stayed up because I went down the technological rabbit hole of working on the original Xboxes that I have, and I was doing a pot tweak on the disc drive for one of them. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to trying to estimate based on like small turns that I was doing and the voltage readings I was getting. It's like, all right. Instead of doing a bunch of small ones, how far if I go like this? <laughs> and I'm trying right. to estimate, like, I only want to do this one more time. I'm tired of doing, like, ee, ee, ee. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that. I want to hear the last, the last time Sean used Matt. But first, I want to hear, aside from Tim, when was the last time any one of you saw 4.30 in the morning uh, without having slept, like, earlier that night? <laughs> <laughs> like, when you weren't, like, waking up to go pee oh, It's... Not that long ago, I so I, because just but but just from oh, anxiety. You, you're raising a, a baby as well. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes she'll like make noises at like four o'clock in the morning, but not like wake up, but just like be like ooh, and then oh, like yeah. I'll hear her on the baby monitor, and I'll wake up and be like ah, and then I'll be like all right, I, danger. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, I think now it might have been three thirty, but still close enough. So like about a month ago, I have a buddy who like recently had a baby. And we got up, got to talking. Uh, he's usually up at night while his wife uh, takes care of the baby during the day. And so, like, I, we ended up talking and just bullshitting about, like, probably Cobra Kai and My Hero Academia all night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point I was like, bro, it's 3.30. He's like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I was going to say, 4.30 for me, I think the last time was probably, like, I could, I can safely say it was there was like one time after college and it was like 2012 <laughs> and it was it was in my apartment in westchester it was just me and a friend of the show vince gaida and vince's girlfriend at the time and we just wilded it out had a bunch of drinks we're playing like nights into dreams on the Sega saturn <laughs> and uh and then after we were done playing that we just discussed uh in fact we discussed like life of the universe and everything uh <laughs> and uh that was, i think that was the last time i saw 4 30 in the morning yeah yeah um sean what was the last time you've done you used math i used math this morning when i was playing my frisbee golf to try to calculate how i did because you have to be like you have to add up all the numbers oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do one drive numbers. if you're one good hook, you yeah. one putt <laughs> Yeah, I have three putted this hole. Exactly. Yeah. So that was so with my frisbees, I use math most days, but it's all simple math. I haven't used like anything more than a like simple math. I haven't. I honestly have not used that in years. 
I use proportions a lot because um, I, I like if I'm doing like if I'm calculating like savings or if I'm calculating like I'm adjusting a recipe or something, I'll do I'll do proportional. Oh, yeah, I do that, that, too, sometimes. But that's about the extent of it. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not doing quadratic equations. Uh, yeah. I'm not, you know, doing any of that kind of stuff anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah, doubling so, fractions a lot when I'm baking, if I'm baking yeah, like yeah, a double yeah. batch. So yeah. what I'm hearing is that uh, your teacher was right. You use math almost every day. You just do. not your high school teacher because I don't use algebra ever. Yeah, it was yeah. Miss Romano, the the woman who was teaching uh, Tim handwriting in episode in the last episode. Uh, yeah, the fractions didn't go well. Uh, next next question uh, is: um, If you had to dye your hair, what color would you choose? Rude. That's a rude question. <laughs> Tim, if you had hair and had to dye it, what would you choose? Ah, green. I just green work. I just paint it pink so you'd look like a used eraser. Uh, I want to (laughs) say, I want to say it's called Lizard Green by Manic Panic. Uh, It might be Electric Green. I don't remember. But whatever color I dyed my hair for St. Patty's Day, circa 2012. I I would do. A dark Hulk green with purple highlights of sorts. Or a TARDIS blue. I don't know. I I, I, I would probably also do blue just to do something funky. Like, I wouldn't dye it black. Like, I, I, like, like I, have, I have, like, dark blonde hair. And I don't think I would... I wouldn't do it and just, like... A color that naturally grows like i wouldn't dye it red or anything so i don't know cobalt blue <laughs> <laughs> nice like cobalt blue hot you know what? i'll give myself frosted tips there <laughs> frosted blue tips sure why not frosted first frosted cobalt blue tips i don't what? know anything about hairstyling <laughs> <laughs> sean what about you uh, i would do purple that's my favorite color yes. and i'd like to have purple hair I, there you go. I think uh, that's going to be what I do after I get my second vaccine shot is uh, like get my hair dyed because I'm probably never going to be on a video call for work. Uh, so I don't have to worry about it because mm-hmm. um, my job doesn't allow unnatural hair colors. So like I want to get my hair cut anyway. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, that was my rationale was I, uh, I buzzed off all my hair in June and it was, <laughs> it was an, experiment, an experiment to see how long it would take to grow back. And uh, it's less than six months later, and it's longer than it was when, <laughs> when I buzzed it. So eat your vitamins. Or take your vitamins, kids. Uh, Tim, you hear that? Yeah. I, I love, you. love you, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck you, man. That's your real problem, isn't it? Not enough uh, Centrum Elite. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, Rich, what's All our right. last question? Uh, do you know what time it is? What it's time about is it? uh, 9.46. Uh, uh, yes, it is 9.47, actually. But uh, you know what else it is? What time it is? Time for the what other time. No, no. Uh, uh, it's, it's a show on the road. It's the Snack road time? Show. No. It's the road show, guys. Uh, so uh, open up Addendum 1. Uh, it'll have a picture. Uh, for new listeners, uh, we get a picture from the uh, PBS show, The Antiques Roadshow. We have to guess what it is, what its use is. And uh, the appraisal value. And then we get uh, the Brose players. And we have a script that we get to read. It's, a, it's America's game sweeping the nation. Uh, let's take a look at what we have. Uh, Sean, what are we looking at right now? 
it, it looks like we're looking at a pair of belt buckles, but from like a very long time ago. It's, it's like such a, a weird Aztec belt buckles. Yeah. They I, they look like they're from two different cultures and two different time periods. Yeah, the the first one looks like a goat with penises coming out of its mouth on tentacles. <laughs> I was gonna go and with dragon, looks, but I will accept goat with penises coming out. I was gonna say so, say like snake dragon you or like. But you see those little things coming out? They look like weenies. They're and like then, arrows. And then, but and then I it can has see like, the oh weenies. no, it's definitely a dick. It's in yeah, they're some braids coming well, down to some dolphins. Look at between. It's a hundred percent has a ween. Well, yeah, he, I was gonna say, yeah. He, he absolutely has a ween. I thought you were talking about his like spear things on the he sides. Is. Like, I was because they also look like weens. I I didn't mm. see his actual ween. When presented with an actual ween, which is what I'm looking at in between his legs, um, it's hard for me to also apply that same set it's of criteria. To the one on the left looks just like the one in the middle. Oh yeah, top uh, left is almost okay, identical. Okay. I will revise that to say he has like a spear in his mouth. And on the right side, it looks like we have a two-headed flamingo. <laughs> See, uh, that looks more fun. Aztec to me. There's like, and there, But there's like dragons coming off the edge of it. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say... I was going to say that these look yeah. kind of like, like brooches, like hair pieces. But a guy has a straight-on ween. I don't think somebody's <laughs> going to put that in their hair. It's more like a fertility thing, maybe for that one. Yeah. Well, that's maybe. why I said that's why I said belt buckle because it looks like it would just go across the belt, but it looks older than belts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a sash pin or something like yeah. that. What I'm gonna go with Chinese as the the nation of origin just because of the dragon motifs. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I buy South American, you know, Aztec yeah. uh, or Mayan or whatever, but I, I I I'm gonna go with Chinese just based on the the drawing of the dragons. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Aztec or Mayan. Okay. Same. Do I have to pick that's... one, or can I just keep it at that? You can keep it at that. That's you're you're already in the ballpark, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, so what do you think they are? If they're not belt buckles or brooches? I think I think they're he- head pieces. Yeah. Like something yeah. you put in your hair. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I don't want to say it's a brooch because the guy has a ween, but it probably is like some sort of hair brooch it's piece. It's a fertility or brooch. <laughs> Fertility bro. Maybe they were... it's wedding things. Like a, like a like the man would yes. have the, the wiener thing and the women would have the <laughs> double headed flamingo and that they're both fertility things. Yeah, yeah. For can... the bottom the bottom of the one on the right is very plain, which would like if it was going into a woman's hair, that's where it attaches and like the hair wraps around it, maybe. Yeah. Because it's the only part of it that's not like decorative. It's just there. Yeah. Whereas the other one, even the bottom is very well, not very decorative, but But there is a, a decorative aspect to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with the cop out answer and say it's just like a ceremonial you know, so it's, it's something for whatever whether it's a church or another religious ceremony, I'm just gonna go with it. It's something related to that. Which I guess could include marriage. But um yeah. but I, I will say it's I, I will I will just differentiate by saying it's not marriage. It's something else. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think these two items are worth? Twenty five grand. Twenty five grand. Whoa. I'm going to go gonna, ten grand. I'm going to go seventy five hundred. I'm going to go fifteen thousand. then. So Tim's got twenty five grand. Tim, Sean's got fifteen, fifteen large. 
Rich is 7,500, and I'm going 10 grand. Okay. Uh, we also have an answer key here with a script for the Brose players. Who would like to be in the Brose players this week? I'll, I'll, I'll be a reader. All right. I'll do it. All right. Rich and Tim, uh, what do you guys want to be? Praiser and guest? I'll go appraiser. That's what All Tim's right. going to be the guest. And uh, Tim, I, I want to have a real quick pep talk with you about uh, whatever voice you've decided to go with uh, <laughs> for this. Uh, you, want, you want to talk me through your process here as an artiste, uh, what you're planning on doing, and maybe if it's something that's going to make me hate you? <laughs> Actually, uh, what fun Sean, is that? Sean, can you be the appraiser and just be Wendell? <laughs> I, I can, but I don't. I don't know if you want that. <laughs> I just want to point out, Rich. I, I'm just I'm just skimming through this script. There's a an ample section of text here, so take keep that Look, in mind when you're making your voice decision on my, this one. My voice game has been pretty off lately, so we'll see mm. what comes out when I actually get my lines. That does not reassure me in any way. But here we go. <laughs> uh, so, Rich, you're the appraiser. Tim, you're the guest, and action. My father gave them to me. <laughs> Wendell. <laughs> God damn it. You just completely took me out of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so, Tim, do, do you want to try that one again, or are you going to stick with that one? Nope. At a record scratch at the end of that with the, with the music. Uh, All right. All right. So, so, Rich. You're the appraiser. Tim, you are the guest. And take two. Action. My father gave them to me. And when did your dad get them? I believe in the early 70s. I understand he was a traveler. A world traveler. (laughs) Yes, he was. He told me they were pre-Columbian. They used to be attached to Mayan warrior's armor. First of all, they're not Mayan. Correct, they're mine. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I, I just had to throw that in. Okay. Line. <laughs> I see what you got. What you said there. Uh, these are actually Central American, and this one I believe is from Panama, in a place called Veraguas. Uh, this one is Diquis from Costa Rica. In the process of authentication, we went, we we went to look at first. Is do they look what we would expect them to look like if they were authentic? And the first part of that is yes, they do. Now you know we already tested the gold, and they did. A lot of these are fake, are fake or brass. So statistically, they look good, and they are gold. We have some fantastic imagery. These are eagles here. These are probably some sort of crocodile or shaman Im- imagery. And over here, again, probably a crocodile, and you have these snakes. These things were worn as pendants. Probably shamans would, would have worn these, or important individuals in culture. They were definitely status symbols, and you wouldn't have some ordinary Joe wearing these. It wouldn't be worn by very important people. Now I'm going to first, first of all take this one off, and I want to show you what a fantastic thing this is in profile and a very a really very very strong now looking at the back you see where where we have to support for this pendant yes 
this is pretty low, and I think this is a uh, a repair. Uh, you can see how the surface is somewhat different uh, here than the surrounding surface. If you look very carefully here and here, it looks like uh, that was where the old support was, and it came off. Oh? All right. I'm going to put this thing back now. Uh, now I'm going to take this one off. And again, I want to show you what a fantastic thing this is in profile. It is a very, very powerful piece. All of these objects would have been buried. Uh, so when it, I, I, when I see an indication that you have the support that's been crushed, that to me is a good sign. So we have two authentic pieces. They date between 1000 and 1500 AD. Now let's talk about money. Okay. You want to take a guess? No way. All right. Now, the gold content alone on this was $3,500. The gold content on this one was $5,500, I believe. And again, it's crazy market. It fluctuates a lot. I'm going to say that this one is in the $8,000 to $10,000 range. And this one is in the $12,000 to $18,000. It's a good day, isn't it? Yes, that's so exciting. Well, it's exciting that you brought them in, and we thank you for that. Thank you. And scene. And scene. So twenty to twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yikes! So that's like right in between me and Sean, but then ends up above me. I would say you win. You got it right in the. You got right in the middle of the range. Yeah. Well, you're you're both you're both in the bubble. So if this were the drinking game, you both would assign drinks. I think right. Yeah, so we were playing the Antiques Roaster drink game. If you're both in that range, then you both get to assign half a drink. Well, no, because because the minimum was twenty, and I said fifteen. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought sure. you said twenty. No, I twenty is just right in between me. Sean and Tom. did say Sean 15, said fifteen. So I said ten grand. Okay. Sean said fifteen. I, Rich said I said seventy five hundred. So Rich right. has already taken a drink, uh, and Tim gets to assign an additional drink to whoever he wants. So, uh, th- so <laughs> to by, me. By, by that I mean me. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so that was it, right? Yes, that, that was, was a it. combination of right and rich, by the way. <laughs> no, it's, excellent. It's my it's my Zoom name for some reason. It just says Reich. Oof, uh, Reich <laughs> Sweeten. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, does anyone have a take or a closing thought they'd like to wrap this bad boy up with? I I had something earlier, but I just can't remember what it was now. All right, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get one off uh, off off the cuff here just a little bit because I'm thinking about this uh, earlier this this uh, uh, from today. Um, so the <laughs> uh, we're gonna go into Kaz's corner here real quick, and this is just a very quick uh, sports related take. Uh, and it, it, was, it was spurred to my memory by uh, Brian's Bodega. Uh, Bodega Brian sent us in his take last time. Uh, you can uh, listen back to our last episode to hear uh, Brian's uh, thoughts. I, I don't. I, I don't even know how to characterize what he said, like to categorize it. Like, is it a take? Is it just like a stream of consciousness, like statement on what's going on in his life at this point? Um, But either way, uh, he mentioned uh, that, you know, he alluded to, you know, Donald Trump having to take a seat in Congress to what's going on with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. And my thought is if the Eagles know what's good for them, Carson Wentz will not be the starting quarterback of the Eagles next year. And Jalen Hurts won't be the starting quarterback for the Eagles next year. The starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles isn't on the roster right now. The starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles has to be either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, whoever the Jacksonville Jaguars do not take at number one. There's another quarterback from BYU that is available 
uh, in the draft. And you know, if the Jaguars and Jets both take quarterbacks, then maybe they're, they're, they strike out on both Fields and Lawrence. But the Eagles, if they know what's good for them, they will lose tomorrow night uh, against the Washington professional football team who inexplicably has the opportunity to make the playoffs. But if the Eagles know what's good for them, they will do everything they can to draft a quarterback this year. Uh, Jalen Hurts showed that he has some potential this year. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is viable as a long-term starter. Uh, and if Carson Wentz is going to be viable as a long-term starter in the NFL, it's not going to be in Philadelphia. Uh, he, he either needs a change of scenery or a humbling uh, in a way that he will accept coaching uh, at this point in his career. Uh, I think he's still got a ton of talent. I think he's still got a ton of ability to get back to close to the quarterback that he was, but I don't think it's going to happen here in Philadelphia. Um, I think he's got to go somewhere else where he's got to have the humbling experience of having to go lose his starting job, lose the fran- the, you know, being the face of the franchise, and that's the only way he's going to learn how to take coaching. Jalen Hurts, I think, is just a, a bit of a, a limited player in terms of his arm strength and his, his just the types of offenses that he's run. He's a ton of, of, of ability, and he's shown moxie and the team seems to like him i do think he should be on the roster next year but i don't think he should be the starting quarterback i think the starting quarterback for the philadelphia eagles should be somebody in the upcoming nfl draft if they know it's good for them if they can't get a quarterback then draft a wide receiver but i think it would behoove the philadelphia eagles especially if they get a top five pick and have the ability to trade up one or two slots to draft another quarterback last year you howie roseman who claimed to still want a job uh said that the philadelphia eagles are a quarterback factory well guess what factory's broken man everyone on the team sucks <laughs> carson wentz is garbage jalen hurts uh showed a ton of potential but looked like but looked like a rookie in the last game of the season and guess what it still doesn't excuse you uh for drafting jalen hurts in the second round because carson wentz is bad the you signed Carson Wentz to a $130 million contract. If you didn't think he was good, don't sign him to the contract. Uh, instead, you're just flailing at this point, but I have a solution for you, Howie. Save your job. Draft a quarterback again this year. Uh, keep Just keep kicking that can down the road because uh, you, you, don't, you don't have a good NFL team until you have solidity at the quarterback position. Uh, you do it by drafting one of these three quarterbacks that are available. I wish I could. I think it's like Zach Line. Uh, no, he's a fullback. There's a, Zach, somebody from BYU, uh, is, a, is a highly tied prospect. But if you can get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, get him, man. Get him. Anyway, that's my hot take. <laughs> Solid take. Good yeah. take. I love it. That's all I got, man. That's uh, a good take. Draft another quarterback. Just keep him coming, man. Bling, <laughs> <laughs> bling, uh, bling. If you want to see any more of my sports takes or otherwise on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Rich, where are you on Twitter? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hanson. And you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at brose underscore podcast you can also follow us on facebook at brose podcast and on instagram at brose underscore podcast uh you can listen to our show subscribe rate review do all that great stuff on any major podcasting platform including but not limited to apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud and tune in and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com huge thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling our questions shannon vogel for designing our world famous logo you can find shannon's work on etsy.com and on facebook at shannon vogel photography and our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the free 
music archive it's plugs time everyone uh rich let's start with you what's going on with podquest check out podquest and nerdy roundtable where we talk about that week's nerd news and junk uh not really sure what i can uh promote right now there's not really a lot going on in january but i did just buy hades and i've been playing um hyrule warriors so might be talking about that how do you Ooh. like hades so far have you played it i have not played it yet it's, but it's, it is on sale so i hear it's very good I keep reading it's all these, all these like oh best games of twenty twenty guys. I yeah. I just, you know it's not on my radar, but like you know that that interesting. Okay, it's really I'm, good. I'm, I would. I'm mad at myself. It. I'm mad at myself because uh, um, yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising was on sale for twenty dollars off, and I missed that sale, and I wanted that. Hmm. Uh, Sean, you got a couple of things you want to plug, right? I do. So if you want to see me frisbees, go ahead and do that. Ob <laughs> disc golf wherever. Uh, also, uh, really selling it. Yeah, if you want to see me frisbees, well, I love I love that statement. The, the the thing about it is, I haven't posted in a while, so I don't want to I don't want to oversell myself right now. Mm-hmm. When I when I have when I have restarted uploading, then I'll be all about it. Um, but I would like to plug Funzial, which is a small mutual aid organization run by a few friends. The mission of Fundial is to provide resources and fundraising support to meet the essential needs of folks of every race, color, gender, sexual orientation, ability, and religion in our community. The Fundial team believes that all people deserve access to foods of their choosing. Uh, I lost my safe and accessible housing, clothes that support gender expression, Choices for how to spend their time, access to means of transportation, and adequate health care, including mental health care. Fungial can be found at 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 Fungial on Instagram, at Fungial on Facebook, Fungial at gmail.com, and at Fungial on Twitter. And that's just funds, F-U-N-D-S, Y-A-L-L for yeah. Fungial? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start uh, retweeting and, and sharing at least one post of theirs a week on the socials. So. Yes. Just to get some more, uh, yeah, it's uh, a mutual aid group publicity for you. Excellent local cause, excellent, excellent stuff there. Um, all right, that's it, guys. We did it. We Two did it. Episodes did in it. the can. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. Bye. Hasta luego. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Moves. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We done it. <laughs> <laughs>